Red Business with Jonathan Healy. Hi there, thank you very much for joining us. Coming up on this episode, the award-winning new idea that might break you out of your fast fashion habit. And also the 30% Club have been in town this week. We'll find out just why. But we're going to begin with a journey, a journey about personal fitness and a journey about well-being. We were talking about the future of work in previous episodes and we'll be talking about it again later on. One of the big changes that's happening is the introduction of wellness and well-being policies in the workplace. Employers are very aware of the effects of stress and how it can be damaging to a person's mental health. Well, Mark Tynan is a personal trainer. He set up MT Wellness and he's providing workshops and programs and seminars to help companies and organisations with issues such as mental health, emotional well-being, nutrition, wellness and an awful lot more. He's with me now. How you doing, Mark? Jonathan, how are you? I'm very well. Now, to begin your journey, you set up your own gym, what, 11 years ago? I'm in the fitness industry 11 years. I set up my own company with personal training business five years ago and I have my own gym now about three years so I've been in the industry 11 years now so a long time. It is a long time how did you set out on this journey were you always uh, as they'd say mad into fitness? Um, Not really I was mad into sport when I was growing up like most young people around the place Um, played soccer at a decent level growing up and um, was going in and out of all other sports but what really kickstarted my my fitness career in general was I went on my own kind of personal weight loss journey after a couple of years of not looking after myself, I suppose, and um, that kind of motivated me, I suppose, to set up my own business and help more people. And, and you do help people an awful lot, don't you? So the type of people who come through the door to you, they they aren't the the kind of fella who wants to look big for the sake of looking big, are they? No, no, it's 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 not one of those gyms. Um, it's when I first started in the industry, Jonathan, I thought it was all about that, looking a certain way and eating a certain way. But I quickly realised the gym is so much more than eating chicken fillets and lifting barbells. It's it's about someone's well being, their mental health, and so much more. We have we're lucky that we have so many people from so many various backgrounds coming into our gym. And it's fantastic. I've learned something off every one of them. Yeah, I have to say that, you know, the, the experience I had of seeing your gym was very different to any gym experience I had previously, whereby, you know, you had walls and walls of mirrors and uh, posers standing in front of them. Now, that was really intimidating going in. You, you, you don't have mirrors on the wall, except for one down one side, which is of use, but it's not wall to wall. No, no, no. And I think, look, even for myself, I was very self-conscious for a long time. So I hated looking at myself in the mirror. So... Mirrors are useful in gyms as a tool to teach techniques, but um, not to be staring at yourself all day, I suppose. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, now, the, the branching out into wellness, how did that happen? Um, well, I suppose, yeah, it all kind of started firstly from my experience as a person trainer. As I said, we've we've worked with so many people from so many different backgrounds. Um, we'd say addiction recovery and people coming from the prison system into the gym and the LGBT community and a lot of people and most people that suffer with mental health issues and I suppose myself I I suffered with my my own mental health issues over the years and I realized that I'm not going to be able to help everyone and there's only a certain amount of people I can help from coming through our doors and if I branch off into wellness it means passing on the message within companies, organisations, community groups, sports clubs. And I think you can just help more people by getting into bigger organisations. Yeah, and and I suppose the challenge of that is, uh, 
do you have to condense what you're trying to do in the gym into a wellness session? Because they are very closely linked. It's, it's about feeling good. It's about looking after yourself. And it's not all about barbells and, and exercise outdoors. No, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I think I'd say I can nearly guarantee a hundred percent of our clients that come through our doors in the gym suffer with some sort of uh, mental health issue, whether it be depression, anxiety, stress, um, and so much more than that. It's it's. I think exercise is a form of therapy to help with that, but there's so much more that you need to learn to help with such topics as depression, anxiety, stress, and so on, so on. So I thought if I can develop a program or a workshop and seminars that can help people and teach people certain techniques that, you know, you can get into these organizations and, and companies and groups that might be able to just spread the message a bit more because there's, so, there's only so many people are going to come through our doors and gym and as many more people as suffer outside, you know. Yeah. A, a lot of companies, though, might look at this and go, ah, sure, why would I bother? There's plenty of that out there. Um, what value do you bring to a business? If somebody brings you in to talk to a group of maybe 20 staff, uh, what do they get out of it? Well, look, I think from my experience, every every company kind of has their own certain topics that they might suffer with, you know, like, but most companies will suffer with some form of stress management. And if you can give employees of said company techniques and tools and, I suppose, knowledge to deal with those issues that they're that they're facing it just might help them be more productive and work enjoy working in the workplace if if employers are going to look after their employees well-being then i've no doubt the employees will work harder be more productive hopefully apply the techniques and tools that i've given them and um yeah, just just come to work less stressed. <laughs> yeah, you talk about your own journey, Mark, um, and yeah. things that you dealt with in your own past. You sound an awful lot happier now. I mean, it's it's clearly had an impact on you and how you live your life. Yeah, absolutely. Look, as I said, we're all not perfect, and 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 still to this day, I I, I have to use the tools and techniques that I apply in seminars and workshops to myself, and sometimes I forget about myself. But over years of going through different different paths and I suppose one of, one of the main ones was stress management. Look, it's so much more than my past. I was at my lowest when I had a business and and um, was doing very well. So you don't need to be on a negative journey to be depressed or anxious or stressed. I was actually in my best role as, as a self-employed running the gym when I was actually at my lowest. So I still have to apply those tools and techniques every single day to, to, to feel better, to enjoy my job. And look, if I can't look after myself, I can't look after anybody else. And, and it helps me look after people in the gym and, and people when I apply the, the workshops and seminars. Empty Fitness is the gym. Um, how do people find out more about the Empty Wellness product? So yeah, so Empty Wellness has now set up a, a social media page. So we, we're on Instagram and LinkedIn at the moment um, in the process of getting website going. So it's actually very new, which is great. Um, I only set up Empty Wellness this year. So it's Empty Wellness on Instagram and LinkedIn at the moment. And with the help of God, before the end of the year, we'll have a website up and running with all our services and um, all our reviews and, and any work we've done today up on our website. Okay, Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure. Mark Tynan of MT Wellness, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you, Jonathan.
Now we are rapidly coming into Christmas and many people are buying new outfits to look sparkly on their party night out. But what about repairing and upcycling some of the stuff that's in your wardrobe already? We all pretend like we're doing our bit for the planet, but when it comes to the circular economy, are we lagging behind in our wardrobe? Is fast fashion too easy to ignore? Well, help is at hand though. Ailish Crowley is hoping her startup will point us in the right direction. Ailish, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. Jonathan, tell thank me, you for having me. It's good to talk to you. Tell me a little bit about Fash Forward and what you do. Yeah, of course. We partner with repair and upcycling experts in the community to host circular economy workshops for companies. And our workshops range from fashion and tech repair to waste material upcycling. And I suppose it's really the hands-on approach to our workshops that boost employee engagement, but also inspire employees to apply the learnings from the workshop on the circular economy to their everyday role. And this is what's helping companies achieve their sustainability targets. Ah, but you see the whole, I, I could see it in here in flaw. The thing about sales is that you need to sell new ones. So the reason your phone stops working, uh, the reason something might be perceived as going out of fashion is because they want you to buy new stuff. So uh, when we're constantly being barraged with ads for new stuff and shiny things on social media. How do we say no, Eilish? Yeah, no, that's a really good point, Jonathan. Um, So, for example, in a recent uh, denim upcycling workshop, we allowed people bring jeans that were out of date. So, you know how skinny jeans now are sort of outdated. And we guided people how to upcycle them into midi skirts, for example, which are more on trend at the moment. So giving that piece a new lease of life. um, So it's no longer just sitting in your wardrobe and you can really wear it. And then for any guys that came to the workshop, we educated them on repair. So a, a big common problem for jeans with guys is kind of the inside tie tends to rip. Um, so we teach people how to patch that so that the item can be reworn again and I think sometimes with guys they have like their favorite pair of jeans and they almost want to hold on to them because they um like my boyfriend for example he's he has these Jack and Jones jeans and he's like they're not in the shop anymore so I just want to keep these ones so having that skill of being able to repair and patch I feel his pain. The pair of jeans I have, the zip is kind of broken on it um, and, and I, I'm devastated and haven't brought it down to be repaired. But I, I live in hope and having spoken to you, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely do it. Were you always handy, Eilish? Was that where this came from? You were always handy at fixing things or you knew how to do things? To be honest, not really. Um, I, I think that skill maybe was lost with our generation where we weren't taught in school how to repair. And it was actually a trip to Sri Lanka that inspired me um, to kind of look into this a bit more. And it was a brand I came across while I was on a trip in Sri Lanka that were collecting colourful rice sacks from beaches and upcycling them into luxury weekend bags and other fashion accessories. And following that trip, I started researching ethics and sustainability in fashion And it was really this concept of reuse, keeping things in circulation that I was interested in. And that's how this concept of Fash Forward came to life. Okay, And we met each other recently because you won the Local Enterprise Office Revenue Pathway Award at the Ignite Awards in UCC. So you're you're hoping to develop this product more. You're getting the support uh, from Ignite at UCC. So where does this go? How do you turn this into a business that is able to pay it forward? 
Yeah, so um, as I mentioned at the start, I'm partnering with repair and upcycling experts in the community. So brands we partner with include Mamuko in Kinsale, created by Ali in Clonakilty, Cotton Caterpillar is also based in Clonakilty, and Cork Repair Cafe for um, our tech upcycling workshops, sorry, tech repair workshops. So my background is in sales and business development. So my role will come in to explain to companies, you know, what we can offer in terms of the circular economy workshops and also using my knowledge on the circular economy from my degree in sustainability in ECC um, to, I suppose, inspire people on circular economy frameworks and linking those frameworks to the work of our repair and upcycling experts. And then I think the great thing about the, the workshops is people coming out um, of the workshop with that repaired or upcycled piece and um, that sense of satisfaction they get from that but also you know it's really nice way for teams and companies to come together and um, collaborate learn something new together um, and kind of bring them into the office all the generations that have gone before that were able to do this uh, that they, they, they must have been doing something right and uh, you leave yeah. with a little bit of something not just the the clothes that you're bringing with you or the items you're bringing with you but a, 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 the ability to maybe not buy something new the next time and to repair something that you do love and you want to hold on to how can people sign up for these workshops yeah so they can get in touch with me either via email it's elite.bashforward at gmail.com or um, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. It's Ailish Crowley on LinkedIn. Or we have our um, business LinkedIn page, Fast Forward, as well. Okay. And we're now taking bookings for December because a lot of companies, you know, they want to have get-togethers um, before Christmas. And you can bring the team together, but do something really positive, um, supporting a startup. Uh, supporting a, a business in your community through our repair and upcycling experts but also giving back to the planet by keeping items in circulation and that all lends back to our biggest mission which is to save one million items from landfill by 2030. And that's a brilliant goal. Well uh, I wish you the best of luck in, in getting people to come through the doors. I don't think you're going to struggle somehow. I do hope your boyfriend's jeans are alright as well. I mean that's a, it'll be a tragedy if those Jack and Joan jeans were lost to the world I'm sure but <laughs> Ailish Crowley of Fash Forward. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you, Jonathan. The 30% Club Ireland is aiming to have a minimum 30% gender balance at all senior decision-making tables around Ireland, including boards and the C-suite. And they're having their first ever event in Cork this week where they're going to discuss the future of work and how everything from remote working to AI is impacting on businesses. Gillian Harford is the 30% Club Ireland country executive and she's with me now. Gillian, how are you? I'm very good, Jonathan. Great to talk to you. I'm familiar with your work because I've seen you and I've, I've heard you speak and others speak at different events. But this is the first time you've ever come to Cork. We're, we're almost offended. <laughs> well, to be honest, COVID probably put us behind schedule for a year or two. Um, but we're delighted that we're now back out in person. So it gives us the opportunity to start moving things outside of Dublin. Probably initially, a lot of our supporters were based around Dublin, but now with 312 companies, we have a huge supporter base in Cork. So we were delighted to travel there today. So tell us a little bit about what you do. 
Well, really, as you said, our our vision, which sounds very simple, is a minimum of 30% gender balance on boards and C-suites of large Irish companies. And large, we're talking about 200 employees plus. But really, we just do three things. The first is engaging chairs and CEOs because they're the ones who drive change. The second is about how do we influence at a national level with more than 300 companies behind us. We now have a really good opportunity and regularly use that opportunity to talk to government. And the third thing we focus on is talent pipeline. How do we look at initiatives that complement what companies are doing? Uh, So that includes a really successful mentoring program. We have executive education scholarships with every university in Ireland. And then we have other programs that focus on making talent visible so that nobody can ever say, well, we'd love gender balance, but the talent isn't there because we know it is. It's funny you mentioned COVID because that we all thought was going to be the great leveller. Men realised the value of uh, being at home with the family (laughs) and not having to work every day from an office. Uh, And women had the opportunity to work at home legitimately without having to justify it. But sadly, a few years down the line, it would appear that those old-fashioned barriers are still being thrown up to women um, who, who are working from home. And, and are we at risk of losing some of the progress that we had been making? I don't think we're at risk of losing it, but I think what we are at risk of is losing this great opportunity for a step change. Uh, As you said, our event today was focusing on the future of work. And in some ways, it's a little bit disappointing that the future of work as a conversation is polarizing around, you know, do we go to the office or do we work from home and who benefits around working from home? Whereas This is a great opportunity to say, why can't we do work in a different way? How can we create more modern work environments where maybe some of those traditional barriers to progress are gone so that we don't have to think about changing women? We don't have to think about changing men. We just have to think about what do we do when we work? Where's the best place? How's the best way to do it? And we all want a little bit more control over our work life. You know, we want it to be easier. We want to work for companies that we believe in. How do we take this opportunity to go forward in a step change rather than just incremental change. Now, you you actually were hosted by Biomarin in Cork. They were the latest member of the 30% club. So how did they get in? What are they doing right? Well, first of all, what what they're doing right is that they're interested in driving change. And all of the companies that get involved with the 30% Club, they might not necessarily be there yet, but their motivation is to at least have it as part of their business strategy. So the great thing this morning in in Biomarin was meeting a a vice president and, and site lead who's genuinely committed, who was talking about it as part of the business strategy and meeting people there on the ground who were delighted to come out share what they're working on and they're now almost at 50-50 at their management team but what they are really focused on particularly in uh, biopharmachem is how do they encourage 
greater balance in education and in STEM subjects so that the progress they've made is sustainable in terms of the new talent that they attract. It's, and they have some very clear ideas on how to do that. Yeah, and, and it's a very, um, it's quite an intense market for talent right now. So everything you do that brings better talent in uh, will stand to you in years to come. Now, there are other executives listening to this who might have ambition to say, well, I want to do that. I want to do what Biomarin are doing, uh, but I can't seem to do it. There's something always stands in my way or they haven't got the formula right. How do they get in contact with you guys to see if you can help? Well, the easiest way is uh, just go to Google, uh, type in 30% Club Ireland and our website will come up. Uh, and we're always delighted to talk to new supporters because ultimately we don't want this to just happen in a small number of companies in Ireland. We want this to happen in every company because it's really important for the future of Ireland and for economic success for us to look at this not just in companies, not just in industries, but at a national level. And that's one of the things that we're probably the most proud of in the 30% Club. We cover every industry from private to state to semi-state to multinational. And that's a huge force driving change and making Ireland attractive for international talent. OK, and long may it continue. Gillian Harford, the country executive for the 30% Club. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Not at all. Thanks, Jonathan. And that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget our video podcast series with thanks to Cork's local enterprise offices. Red Business in Focus is live right now on redfm.ie. Fiona Corcoran was the producer for this episode and we'll catch you on the next one. Get the Red Business Podcast every week with Jonathan Healy at redfm.ie and wherever you get your podcasts.